Hello once again and welcome to Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak. Today is June the 16th. It's a Wednesday and it's day three of week one of our Give Up Worry for Good program. How are you doing? We've, we've, we've got two days under our belt and, uh, and I hope you're doing well. And, and you know what? I, I hope you understand uh, w- one thing. I, I'm going very slowly with this program and I just want to focus this week on the basics. You know, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. I think the worst thing that any of us can do, and I say any of us because I'm in this as well as, as you. I'm, I'm going through this program too. This is the type of thing that I need to repeat uh, frequently because we all have that tendency or many of us have that tendency to, to depend too much on ourselves, to become overwhelmed with circumstances and to, to fail to really trust the Lord and ask him to help us. Uh, one of the things I learned is that we can't be too hard on ourselves. The, the Holy Spirit is in charge of this entire give up worry for good operation. The Holy Spirit's in charge. So you and me, all we can do is go as fast as the Holy Spirit. If we start to get ahead of the Holy Spirit, by that I mean we start to think, oh no, I'm two weeks into this program and I should be trusting more. I'm just not trusting. I'm worrying too much. We got to chill and let the Holy Spirit take over because that's when we're going to make the progress. And look, let's be honest. Any of us who have a, a temptation to worry, any of us who struggle with this tendency to worry, we like to be controlling. We're control freaks to one level or another. And, and that's what we have to be careful about. So let's let the Holy Spirit do his thing. Let's go slow. I think, you know, we got eight weeks here. There's, there's no hurry. Let's go slow. And really let's let the, uh, let's let the Lord lead us with this thing. And I know it's going to bear fruit. And even when you're finished, you know, I've done a lot of online retreats. I shouldn't say online uh, retreats on my podcast. I've led total consecration to Jesus through Mary. I've done give up worry for Lent. I've done all of these, these things before many times. I even did a version of the spiritual exercises, a scaled-down version of St. Ignatius' spiritual exercises. And, and the constant temptation that many of us have is to get frustrated or impatient that we're not making enough progress. So what happens when we do that? We're trying to force it. We're trying to make it happen. And that's how I've gotten myself in trouble as a worrier. I try to force God's hand. And what I've learned, you know, I was just corresponding with somebody today and and said that I've been in full-time ministry for 10 years and I've learned a lot and I bet I'll continue to learn as I, as I go forward with this. But I, I trust God more now than I did in the past. I used to try to force things. And now um, I, I still try to, to do what I think I'm supposed to do because the Lord doesn't want us to just do nothing. He wants us to do what we can. One of the one of the topics we're going to address in this Give Up Worry for Good program is trying to discern when I should do what I can and when I should hold back and, and wait for the Lord. Because there comes a time when he wants us to wait for him. But there also comes a time when he wants us to do what we can do. Over time, this has gotten, in my life, this has gotten easier. So now I'm more aware of the, my tendency to want to make things happen and to push too hard. And I'm, I'm more inclined now, and I attribute this to the Holy Spirit, really. The Holy Spirit has worked with me on this. I'm more inclined now to trust God and trust his timing. 
Again, it's not always easy for me, but the more you do it, the easier it becomes. So I hope that gives you some comfort, especially if, um, if you, like me, struggle with control. It gets easier. And the more you, you see the Lord come through in your life, even when he doesn't necessarily come through in the way you expect or even the way you like, the more you, you, let, you watch him come through oftentimes in a better way, the easier it becomes to, to, to consciously place your trust in him. So I'm praying for you. Let's continue to move forward one day at a time. We're only on day three. And uh, I know this is going to bear some kind of good fruit in your life. I, I really do. I can't tell you how. I can't tell you exactly what your, your state of, of worrying will be, how much less you'll be worrying by the time we complete these eight weeks, but I, I can tell you that there is going to be a change. Just cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit lead, and together we're going to go through this, okay? So let's turn to our, our Father in Heaven right now in prayer. Let's remember He is with us. Just Let's pause and just, just picture that, that our Father in Heaven, who loves us unconditionally, is here for us. And you know, you'll hear me say that a lot when I pray. I always try to set it up by telling the Father, that I know He's here, I know He loves us, I know He's all-powerful. He knows that. I'm not trying to tell Him what He doesn't know. I'm trying to tell myself that. And the more we say those words, the more we repeat that, that, that those truths of faith, that God is always present with us, that He is all-loving, that He is all-knowing, the more we repeat that, the more through faith we begin to believe it, really. And so that's one of the reasons I do that. So with that in mind, let's turn to our Father in heaven right now as we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, Father in heaven, thank you for being here for us once again. Father, it is a great honor and privilege to be able to address you as Father because you are our loving Father. You created us out of love Creating us added nothing to your greatness. You didn't need us, but you created us to share in your joy. And one day, when our life on earth is over, you've prepared a place in heaven for us to live with you and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and all of the angels and saints forever. So thank you for that, Father. Father, we are here once again to get a little help as we continue our journey to give up worry for good, to give up worry and to trust in you more. That's what we're trying to do, Father. We're going to need grace to do that. So we ask you to give us the grace that we need as we begin our journey. And Father, help us with our problems. We all have various problems in our lives right now. You know what they are. I don't need to mention them because I don't even know what they all are. But I give them to you now, Father, and I ask you to help us with our problems. Please answer our prayers in the best way possible. We pray for our friends, for our family, for our, our, um, our co-workers, our fellow students, our fellow parishioners. We pray for everyone making this give up worry for good program. Father, I pray for all of those who are discouraged today, all those who are seeking employment, 
All those who are homeless or homebound or living in hospitals, nursing homes, prisons, or rehab facilities. We pray, Father, for all those who are struggling with addiction. We pray for all those who don't know you and pray that they come to the knowledge of your love and that their hearts can be open to enter into a relationship with you. Father, I pray that you will give me the words, that you will pour out your Holy Spirit on me and give me the words to share in this program. And I pray, Father, that through your Spirit, you will open all of our hearts and all of our minds to hear and respond to the message that you have for us on this show. Father God, I ask these things in the name above all names, King of King, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, your Son, Jesus, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Man, it feels so good to pray. I just love it when I get to pray with you at the beginning of this program. And you know, here's the deal. If you're new to this podcast, I've been doing this podcast for a long time, but if you're new, if you're just joining us here for Give Up Worry for Good, for day three of Give Up Worry for Good, I I want you to know you are welcome here. I've got a chair here for you, and even when we're finished this, you're still welcome. And I would love to have you continue to journey with me even after we get through Give Up Worry for Good. And as always, as we go through this program, if you need anything, you can email me at gary at followingthetruth.com. That's gary at followingthetruth.com. I'm available on the weekends. I am here for you. I want you to know you are not alone. Obviously, our Lord Jesus is leading us through this process with the help of his Holy Spirit. He's leading us to his Father, our Father. But I want you to know that I'm here for you, too. And that's one of the reasons I decided to take on this program in the summer, because I want to walk with you on this journey to break free from worry and to move closer to Christ. And once you start following Christ, all kinds of great things happen. And, you know, look, we're all going to be in that position where every day for the rest of our lives, we are going to be trying to move closer to Christ. We never want to get to that point where we say, that's it. I don't have to work anymore. I'm close enough to him. That's not a good place to be. So every day we want to try to get a little bit closer to him, trust him a little more, make him known to others. People need to know about Jesus. And, and it all starts with a smile, a kind word, praying for somebody. I mean, these little things are not really that little. People need to know the love of Jesus. So I'm so glad you're here with me. You are welcome anytime. Again, there's always room for you here. Feel free to bring along a snack, a beverage, whatever you want. Just settle in, make yourself at home. If you want to find out more about the work that I do or maybe invite me to speak at your parish or your conference, please visit my website, followingthetruth.com. I'm excited because I'm finally starting to get back on the road again, and I am beginning to book parish missions, talks, retreats, especially for Lent of 2022. I'm also booking for this year. There are still some openings because what's been happening is uh, many churches, due to the shutdown, the, the pandemic shutdown, They hadn't booked things for the fall or the winter, and now they're starting to open up and and doing things. So I'm getting notifications to speak uh, with with much less notice than I used to in the past. Normally, you know, it's it's several months out or maybe the next year, but people are still 
contacting me. So do not hesitate. If you want to bring me into your church, give me you, contact me through my email, um, through my website, followingthetruth.com. You'll see the contact tab, and let's do it. Let's talk, because I do have openings, not only for Lent. Lent's starting to fill up, but not only for Lent, but I do have some openings this year as well. Followingthetruth.com is the place to go, okay? Um, All right, so let's get right to it. Day three, what are you thinking? And um, I like this one. I I mean, you know what? I I, I don't want to say this is a really good book, but look, I prayed a lot about this book and the verses that I decided on and the order, I, I was asking the Holy Spirit how to order the different the different weeks of this program. This is week one, and the theme of this week is it's possible to stop worrying. That's a good message for you this week. We don't even focus necessarily on the how. We'll touch on the how, but we're going to get into the specifics in the weeks to come. But this week, just know that it is possible, and I'm going to give as evidence my life. I'm pretty transparent with the fact that I've been through the panic attacks. I've been in the emergency room. I've been on medication. I've been up at nights. I've had heart palpitations. I've had digestive problems. I really know what it's like to feel hopeless, to feel what is the point of of going on. I'm not saying I was ever suicidal, but I was very empty and very hopeless in life. So no matter where you are, I want you to know, as somebody who has lived it, who has encountered Christ, and whose life is not the same, I want you to know that it is possible to give up worrying and learn to trust in Jesus. It is possible, and he makes that much of a difference. So the the verse that we're using today for day three is Colossians 3.2. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. If you are going to experience peace in life, you are going to have to focus more on God and less on your problems. That is an absolute written in stone rule. Exactly how much more, I can't tell you. That really depends on your personal situation. But if you spend more time focusing on your problems than you do focusing on God, you are always going to be stressed out. And the good news is, here's the good news, you cannot change the way you feel. Emotions, feelings, they are beyond our control. However, you can do certain things that can bring about a positive change in your emotions, especially the emotion of fear. And one of the best things that you can do is not to dwell on your problems. And let's talk about that a little bit because I remember years ago, and, just, and this you know gives you a little insight into the way my mind works. And again, I'm going to be as honest with you as, as I possibly can because I don't want you to think that I don't struggle when it comes to worry. I don't want you to think that I really am just making this up, that I never was a worrier. I mean, this was a legitimate, serious problem for me. To give you an idea, when I graduated college, um, I had a business degree, and there weren't a lot of jobs open at the time. It was 1982, and we were in a pretty bad recession, and there weren't a lot of jobs available. And 
you know, I was in a field. I was a business major with a special. I, I, uh, I my specialty was in um, what they called administrative systems management. It was sort of like a, a business major with a computer minor. So it was not a full computer science degree, but it was business with a specialization in um, software development. But I was not prepared when I got out of school and, and the economy was not good. I did not do well on job interviews. I was, I was stressed out and, and it showed. And um, I got a little, little hopeless you know, you you start to go on job interview after job interview, and eventually you start to think, if you don't trust in God's providence, which which I really didn't. I was a church-going Catholic, but in, in name only. And you get to the point where you think, why am I even going on this job interview? And that's a bad place to be. And the devil just loves to, to feed into that when you feel that way. Because what you're saying is, I don't trust that God is bigger than than my problem. But I remember my father, and, and he was absolutely right about this. He said, because I, I had gotten frustrated, and some of this frustration was just me trying to, it was a defense mechanism. And I look, I was really worried about it, but when my dad kept putting on the pressure about looking for a job, I had gotten to the point where I was discouraged. And even though I knew I was living at home, even though I knew that I had to get a job after college, I uh, I was discouraged about going on interviews because I, I was starting to fall into that that mode of thinking where, I, why bother, right? It's not going to happen anyway. And I would start to have this negative outlook. My father said to me, listen, nobody's going to come knocking on your door with a job. And I'll tell you what, that was a bit of tough love, but it was absolutely what I needed to hear. And I needed to be persistent and I needed to go out and do what I can to find a job. As the old saying goes, God can't steer a parked car. And that's such an important lesson for, I think, all of us. Whatever your problem is, whatever you're facing, whether it's unemployment, whether it's um, loneliness, whether it's... uh, your, your, your current job is not satisfying to you, you know, whatever it may be, it could be a medical problem. God expects you to do what you can. In other words, you got a medical problem, he wants you to get treatment. If you lost your job, he wants you to look for a new job. Do what you can, right? If you're lonely, and that was another thing, I, I wasn't married, and it was really lonely for me, and for years, I was just hoping to start, I, I never dated very much, and I I just was lonely and I wanted to meet somebody. Eventually, I met my wife Eileen at a church group. Uh, it, what, a, what a blessing she has been. But God wants you to do something. The trouble with us warriors is we want to do too much. And we want to do and do and do and do until we force something to happen. But then what happens is God respects our free will. And sometimes we will get ourselves into a deeper mess than if we just did what we were supposed to do, ask the Lord to help us, to guide us, to tell him we want what he wants, you know, and then to follow his lead. But sometimes when you follow God's lead, things don't happen as fast as you'd like. Drives me crazy. Drives me crazy. But I have learned the more I push, and you know, for each one of us, we're going to that that line that we cross where we push too much, it's going to be a different place. 
And that's why it's so important to stay connected to Christ through the process. Stay connected to Him. The more you receive the sacraments, the Eucharist, confession, the more you read the Bible, the more you pray, the more aware you are of God's direction for your life. And that's how you can deal with your problems. So what Paul is telling us today is to keep your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Yesterday on the program, we talked about the invisible kingdom of God. You can't see it. But the way to peace, which essentially is doing God's will, you're going to be peaceful when you do God's will. The way to peace is by focusing more on the invisible kingdom of God, which is very real, by the way. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's real. It's not real. By focusing more on the kingdom and less on your problems. You know, you get the bad medical diagnosis. You go to the doctor. You take care of it. You do what you can. You get multiple opinions if you have to. But you do what the doctors tell you to do. Jesus heals through medical professionals. He does it all the time. But then when you have that temptation to start Googling cancer survival rates, all kinds of, you know, and, and the way the way my mind would typically work or does typically work, I still got to watch myself. I have been a hypochondriac for many years. So I know the symptoms of a lot of diseases Unfortunately, I know just enough to be dangerous. And when I start to get, and this has been going on from the time when I was young, now with the internet, it's even more, it's, it's, it's much more dangerous because I just go online and find all kinds of crazy stuff. I used to have to go to the bookstore, to the library to get myself all spun up. But I would fixate on this disease. I remember when I was younger, um, I knew that one of the symptoms of diabetes was excessive thirst. So I was thirsty. But typically, you know, this this happened when I was a kid. Typically, it would be a hot day and I'd be thirsty. But I'd be thinking, aha, excessive thirst. That's it. I must have diabetes. And I would just fixate on this. And again, a little bit of knowledge can be a dangerous thing sometimes. But what I have learned is that instead of obsessing or ruminating on the what-ifs of my medical condition or my empty bank account or the current state of my employment or something or the possibility that I might lose my job. It's better to do what you can to prepare and to focus on the Lord, to focus on the fact that He's all-powerful, the fact that He's all-loving, and the fact that He is always with us. And that's why I think it's so critical that every day our reflections for give up where you're good for good are rooted in Scripture. So the Lord just spoke to us through the words of St. Paul. And through the Holy Spirit, Paul was inspired to write down these words, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. So I, I wanted to establish that principle early on in give up worry for good. That we have to believe that as real as what we see on TV seems to be, and it is real, what, and, and as real as that empty bank account 
or that bad medical diagnosis or anything else that we're staring at or the co-worker that's giving us a hard time, as real as any of those situations are, the kingdom of God is every bit as real, even though you can't see it. We really have to believe that, and that's what we can pray to the Holy Spirit for, that, that the kingdom becomes real. One of the functions of the Spirit is to make God and Jesus more real to us. And until they become more real, or they become just as real, I should say, as our problems, as that bad medical report, as that empty bank account, as that other problem, whatever it may be, until God and His Son Jesus become as real as those problems, until that point, you're going to be stressed out. You need to believe that God is real and He's with you. And that Jesus will lead you to your Father. And that through Him, you can experience peace. Let's work on that, okay? Let's work on believing that. And let's ask the Holy Spirit. See, I can't make you believe that. I can just give you a few principles. But I can convince you, I can urge you to ask the Holy Spirit to do that. That's my prayer every morning, every night. When my wife and I pray together, we pray that the Holy Spirit will make the Father and Jesus more real to us. And you know what? It's happened. It's happened in my life. They are very real to me now. And again, it's still something I have to, it's a constant struggle. Because when you're being bombarded with these problems that are just so real and they just seem so large, it's like that storm at sea. You got to do a little work so that the Lord can become really larger than those problems because he is. He's greater than any problem we can ever face. Let's continue to work on that, okay? I am praying for you. Believe that it can happen. I guarantee it can happen. Just don't give up on the Holy Spirit, okay? Um, Any questions? Gary at followingthetruth.com. Hey, I want to ask you too, if you'd be so kind as to consider donating to my ministry. I would be so grateful. The summer is a very slow time, and I would really appreciate your help. You can do that securely by going to followingthetruth.com. All you need to do is click on donate, and you can donate uh, through PayPal. You can either make a one-time donation, or you can become a monthly sponsor, whatever works for you. Please don't put yourself in any jeopardy financially, but if you're able to do it, it would really help me to sustain my ministry. In the meantime, let's keep praying for one another. Let's keep moving forward as we attempt to give up worry for good. It's going to happen. Let's take it one day at a time, okay? And uh, God willing, I plan to be back with you here tomorrow on the program. In the meantime, I am praying for you. Make it a point to spend some time today thinking about that kingdom of God, things that are above, things that are below, these problems on earth, they're temporary. One day, they're going to be gone, either in this life or in the next life. Keep that in mind, okay? God bless you. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time on Following the Truth.